Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is News Fighters the news so you don't have to. Yes, welcome to News Fighters for today, Thursday, June 6th. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. We're back, everyone. Now, I don't know about you, I've got an election-sized hole in my heart that can only be filled with wacky clips. And of course, the big news in the news yesterday was about the news. Today, the ABC vows to protect its sources as federal police raid its Sydney headquarters. Yes, the ABC was raided by the Australian Federal Police. I hope they weren't looking for cutlery. The ABC hasn't had any of that since about 2009. No, seriously though, it was all about a two-year-old report by the ABC that outlined Australian troops in Afghanistan killing unarmed civilians. ABC News Director Gavin Morris stood firm. They do it in the public's interest uh, and journalism is not a crime. Well, not yet anyway. At the moment, it just seems to be whistleblowing. Uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison was unfazed. It never troubles me that um, our laws are being upheld. Yes, and that kind of says it all, really. I have the overwhelming feeling if we get any free speech legislation out of this government, it's going to protect homophobes and racists way better than it covers journalists. Anyways, ABC journalist John Lyons live tweeted the entire raid and said this. This would not be allowed to happen in the United States under their constitution. My question is, why is it allowed to happen in Australia in 2019? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? It's because America's got a Bill of Rights. And until Australia gets one, governments of either side can take away personal rights, free press, freedom of speech, without there being any consequences. Anyways, the AFP raid was a huge operation, as John Lyons outlined. There are six AFP officers and about four ABC lawyers. They have downloaded 9,214 documents. I counted them. Wow, John, you must be a really fast counter. Any chance you want to come down to the casino with me later and help me play some blackjack? Anyways, it was quite interesting that the AFP walked into the ABC offices exactly four minutes before the GDP results for the March quarter were announced. And what a coincidence, because it wasn't quite the figures that I think the government wanted hitting the headlines. 1.8% GDP growth year on year. That is the lowest figure since 2009. Now, this is around the lowest uh, annual growth rate that we've seen since the depths of the global financial crisis. Yes, but don't worry, everyone. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg is here to instill us with confidence. 
governments. The fundamentals of the Australian economy remain sound. The fundamentals of the economy are sound. Yes, the fundamentals. Kind of reminds me of a joke Stephen Colbert said in 2008. The fundamentals of our economy are strong. We still exchange currency. We have not reverted to a barter system. Yes, and meanwhile, I've never heard anyone sound so delighted and happy about such gloomy economic news as the new Labor shadow treasurer, Jim Chalmers. This is the weakest growth through the year since the global financial crisis a decade ago. Meanwhile, through all this dreadfulness, Scott Morrison is in London meeting the Queen, and he brought gifts. Scott Morrison gave her horse-loving majesty a book about her own Queen, Winks. Yes, and if you're wondering why Scott Morrison finds Winks and the British royal family so similar, he said this about Winks back in April. They've gone out there, they've had a crack, and they've conquered the, they've conquered the world. Yes, quite literally in the royal family's case. But anyways, back to Labor, and of course the only political news that's been tiding us over since the election has been the race for the Labor leadership. First up, Tanya Plibersek decided not to stand at all. But now is not my time, she's declared in a written statement. Yes, not her time. I think Tanya, like a lot of people, looked at the election results and went, hmm, maybe 2025 will be my time to lead Labor out of opposition. Anyway, so the next cab off the ranks to lead the Labor Party was former shadow treasurer Chris Bowen. I will run for the leadership of the Australian Labor Party. But it was short-lived, and less than 24 hours later, Bowen pulled out. Chris Bowen has abruptly withdrawn just a day after declaring he'd run. I've reached the view that it would be unlikely for me to win the ballot. Making Bowen's run one of the shortest political campaigns since rugby league star Mel Meninga in 2001. Mel Meninga, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Why are you standing? A number of reasons. Um, I guess throughout my sporting career, I've had the the urge to do community work, and I think I've you know I've really worked hard on that aspect uh, my 16 years in Canberra. And the thing about that is that I was I guess a public figure, and I was put on a, as a as on the podium where I was just a person out there making sure that I was. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buggered. I'm sorry. That's all right. I have to resign. Yes, sorry I had to play that. I have to play it every election. It's in my blood. It's my happy place. It's out of my system now. Let's move on. So with Plibersek and Bowen gone, the poison chalice became Anthony Albanese's for the savouring. And Albo made his policy principles clear from the beginning. How does an Albo-led Labor Party differ from a Shorten-led one? Well, for a start, I'm, I'm hoping we are successful at the next election. Well, that's a good place to start, at least. Uh, Albo also outlines some other differences. But I also say this to Scott Morrison. I'm not Tony Abbott. Yes, very true, because Tony Abbott fought hard, played dirty, and actually won an election. Anyways, at his inaugural press conference, he did say one thing that I think won't win him any votes in Queensland. I am a progressive. I also think this statement sounds slightly out of touch. People do aspire for a better life. But in the land of the fair go, they aspire to more than things for themselves. No, no, they don't. Look at the election results. Anyways, with the election campaign finally over, Albo decided this was the perfect time to finally defend some of Labor's record. We avoided recession in 2009 under Labor. When it comes to debt to GDP... The fact is that the coalition has given us the four worst years on record. The key to growing the economy is investing in infrastructure and investing in people 
through education and skills. Yes, where was this during the election campaign? All I remember coming from Labor was this. Now, it's not illegal, it's not immoral, it's the law. Now, it's not illegal, it's not immoral. It's not illegal, it's not immoral. Like, it's not illegal, but it's a gift. Yeah, a three-year gift to the coalition, it seems. But anyways, now on to Albo himself. Now, if you're asking who is Anthony Albanese, it turns out he's just like every other painfully pretentious Gen Xer in Sydney's inner west. He claims he saw Nirvana before you. Coming up as Nirvana, who I got to see what was then this uh, obscure band, but there was a real buzz about them, at the first ever Big Day Out. Yes, and speaking of bragging, he quoted British folk singer Billy Bragg at his inaugural press conference. But as Billy Bragg said, not everything that counts can be counted. Hey, Albo, while you're quoting Billy Bragg, maybe this lyric sums up the polls. No one knows nothing anymore. While we're at it, it turns out that song also sums up what Labor should do with its policy platform. Let's break it down and start again. Still, as painful as it is having a leader who brags about his love of 80s and 90s alternative music, it's still way better than having a Prime Minister who only knows the lyrics to one song. And, and you should shake it off. It takes a long time to shake off. To shake it off. Now the Labor Party might want to shake that off. Anyways, back to Albo and going back through the archives, I managed to find a nice collection of sound bites that I think perfectly sums up his principles and policies. Hold the front page. Albo likes a beer after work. I like fighting Tories. That's what I do. Well, I think that's one of my big achievements in politics. Getting Penny Wong to sing. Melbourne's better than Sydney. I'm pretty hopeless, to be frank. In terms of his personal life, Albanese is recently separated, and it sounds like he, he might be on the prowl. Given I haven't slept in the same bed any two nights for in a row for the last few weeks, but... Um, <laughs> Turn the cameras off! No, cameras off. And, and, and be by myself every single fucking one of them. He doesn't hold back attacking right-wingers, like when he said this about Milo Yiannopoulos. The bloke's a tool. Or when he was fresh to Parliament in 1998, laying in hard into Prime Minister John Howard. In John Howard, here also is a man small in every sense. This is a smallness of mind, a meanness with breathtaking scope. Here's a man who lived at home till he was 32. Well, you can imagine what he was like. Here were young Australians demonstrating against the Vietnam War, listening to the doors, driving their tie-dyed combi vans. And what was John Howard doing? He was at home with mum, wearing his shorts and long white socks, listening to Pat Boone albums and waiting for the Saturday night church dance. But amazingly, if there was one thing Albo hated most about Prime Minister John Howard, it was how he snubbed the Spice Girls. But remember when the Spice Girls came to Australia at the beginning of the year? He couldn't resist telling the youth of Australia that he thought they were infantile and stupid and therefore to be inappropriate to meet these people. Yeah, John Howard, taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. Anyways, so stepping up to be Labor leader after Bill Shorten's five and a half years at the top is a big job for Anthony Albanese. But we can see he's already trying to match Shorten's eloquence and way with words. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've really struggled. They have really struggled. I mean, this is, this is you know, like going down to the local uh, cafeteria there, there and... Often you get, you know, the first term was, you know, the day one chicken, it's fresh, and the Abbott team was fresh and they were up for the job. The second day, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit staler, as happens, still sitting there, uh, being offered maybe at a cheaper price. Uh, this is term three, 
like day three of the chicken in the cafeteria, but they've had to turn it into a casserole and pretend that it's new. You know, this is a team that is stale. Yes, and I think I speak for a lot of Australia when I say, when do those Tanya 2025 bumper stickers start going on sale? That's News Fighters for today, June 6, 2019. Thanks for listening. Now, we're back. But for the next little while, News Fighters won't be out quite as frequently, probably every couple of weeks. I'm a freelance video editor, and I have to go make money cutting commercials and TV shows to help support my wacky clip addiction. But I do love doing this show, and I am keen to do more of it. Ideally, every day. There's four daily news podcasts in Australia, but no comedy ones. So if you work for a media organisation that maybe wants to change that, why don't you drop us a line? Podcast at newsfighters.com. I've written a pretty good pitch document I can send you right now. Don't forget you can subscribe on your favourite podcasting apps or on YouTube. Rate and review us on iTunes so we can get a bigger audience. Go to our website, newsfighters.com. You know what you can do there? Buy a bloody t-shirt, why don't you? And of course, always, keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.